0: Welcome back to GA Fan TV. It's another one of our season previews. And today we're going to be looking at the Cork footballers and the Hurlers a little bit later as well. Obviously, the footballers last year beaten in the All-Ireland quarterfinals and avoided relegation narrowly on the last day with that win over Offaly, which kept them in Division 2 and away from the Talchean Cup. I've got Matthew Hurley from the GA Statsman podcast to run through the Cork footballers and the Hurlers a little bit later as well. Matthew how's things with yourself and uh, obviously we've been discussing a lot of the club action recently and everything else so uh, I suppose an inter-county season now fastly approaches what's your thoughts and feelings going into it?
1: Yeah thanks for having me on Ian Aaron. yeah, yeah the whole cycle goes around we're back into the teacher county game yeah uh, the Cork footballers uh, massive to support us so they the highs and the lows and Yeah, we'll be just hoping. We won't have much drama now in Division 2 this season, much like last season where we're waiting until match day six to actually get a win against Down. But, look, it's another season. It's another challenge for the East Cork football. There's a new management team, of course. John Cleary, Kevin Walsh is a coach as well. So should be very interesting here. Uh, We've seen it all before Keen O'Neill coming in as coach as well a few seasons ago. So hopefully Walsh doesn't have that particular impact and hope he has a good impact on the team itself but um look for the car footballers i'll be positive enough looking looking ahead to the year in terms of beating Kerry. that's not going to happen next year next year even this year or even the third year after that i don't think it's going to happen because this Kerry team is unbelievable but in terms of um development i think if we finish mid-table in division two that's all we can ask for of this car team and um, yeah looking forward to discussing it with you
0: yeah and I suppose looking at last year first of all, obviously, as you mentioned, they are in Division two avoiding relegation. Um, I mean it's been a, it's been a strange couple of years for Cork football, hasn't it because I mean you think back to 2020 with that win over Kerry obviously beaten by uh, uh, Tipperary in the Munster final. even in 2019, I remember you had a, f- a fair few young players coming into the side getting to the Super eights, even gave Dublin a, a run for their money a little bit in the uh, in, in the super eights that year. And in 2021, last year, um, a bit of a or 2021 and 2022, just a bit of a regression really for Cork football. So it's been a sort of strange couple of years. Like you've had some good moments and good results, but you've also had some very odd results as well. Um, like it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster. And imagine supporting the Cork footballers the last couple of years.
1: To be honest, Aaron, it's been a roller coaster ever since we won the other in 2010, and uh, we haven't been competitive. Properly, I would think since 2014 when we played Mayo in the, the quarterfinal, we got very close to them. Even 2015 when we should have been Kerry, and Kilari, um, we we have not uh, developed since then. 2016 was the start of that. We performed. We got relegated from Division One, and we lost the Tipperary for the first time since the 1940s. That was just a low point of Cork football. We with Padder Healy that time didn't with Roland McCarty. Nothing really improved despite the result against Kerry. And I've argued so many times on your podcast, the 2019 performance was actually better against Kerry. I think 2020, looking back, and it was very, very lucky the way we won that game. And yeah, 2021 was very poor, but 2022, I think there was a few downs at the start of the year, especially like you look at the league uh, performances, like especially against Derry and against Meath. Look, it was, it was very, very bad showing. Ross Comet as well. Some poor, poor performances. And as I mentioned already, we didn't get a win until match J6 against Down. But that was a crucial win. It was a crucial win in 30-year door season. You could see the expression of the players once they stayed up Division 2. And a lot of people were laughing at that. But look, that, that Keane Coily point against Offaly and Tullamore could, have been a, could be a huge the the car football. Because if he didn't score that, we would have been down in the cop Cup. It might suit other teams, but it doesn't suit Cork. It won't progress us even further to where we want to be, and where we want to be is, um, you know, um, getting better in Crow Park, getting to all our quarterfinals and even semifinals on a regular basis. And we wouldn't have done that if we if we got into the Tantium Cup. So that King Coyne kick was probably most, one of the most important kicks of the year, not just for Cork football in terms of its importance. Did the championship look against Kerry and Dublin? We were always going to lose those games. Like, but the performance, I'd be looking at the performance of the team, and I thought we were admirable, to be honest with you. Um, like against Kerry, we performed for 40 minutes, and then it wasn't a capitulation or anything. We just didn't have the fitness. And John Cleary and Keith Rickin have uh, referenced this. To get up to the level of the Kerrys, the Armaghs, the Dublins, the Derrys, the Galways, the Tyrone's, we need to develop restricted conditioning. We haven't done that in the last few years, under Roland McCarthy particularly. I feel with this management team, with John Cleary, with with, um, Kevin Walsh coming in as a coach there, Rob Heffernan also coming as um, um, a performance coach, he'll improve the fitness of the players as well, hopefully. He's an Olympic athlete after all. So, you know, hopefully we're turning a corner now, but we have to start off with being competitive in this Division 2. I honestly think Derry and Dublin are way ahead of us. When you look at the top two, I think we should be competing with the likes of Kildare, Clare, Meath. We have to compete with those counties and beat Limerick and loud. We have to do that straight up to you know develop even further, or else last year would have been a bit of a waste of time. So we have to you know stamp our authority in Division Two from the off and see where it goes from there. But this year I think will be another year of progression. It won't be a year of reach a quarter final or a, a semi final. That will be in the next few years, but this year. Just about keeping your feet on the ground and staying in Division Two and maybe challenging a small bit for promotion as well.
0: Yeah, Gavin says if Cork got somehow relegated, would they win the Talchum Cup? I suppose that's one of them things where you you cross the bridge if it comes. But um, I think if Cork were to end up in the Tolchin Cup, I think it's like it it just would be a massive massive regression. And you know there'll be some good teams in the Tolchin Cup as well. Like it's it's not even given that they, they would win it. But um, I suppose it's one of them things where you sort of cross that bridge when it comes. But um, looking at Division 2, as you said there, and and obviously looking at your form last year when things sort of did change, obviously Keith Rickon had to step away due to, to health concerns. We obviously all wish him the best and and hopefully he makes a, a speedy recovery and everything else. John Cleary's come in and, and as you said, like there was a bit of a, a kick to Cork again. There was a bit of a bite to Cork, like... You obviously got through those games at the end of division two. You got past Loudon and Limerick in the in the qualifiers, a good performance against Kerry and even against Dublin as well. Like I remember being at that game in the first half. Like, although Dublin sort of waltzed the victory in the end in the second half and probably didn't play particularly well, still it was a good showing from Cork at the same time. And it wasn't a 10, 15, 20 point hammering that a lot of people suggested.
1: Exactly so, and you have to take the positives from that. And even the stats of games that I did against Dublin and Kerry, we actually had more turnovers than both Dublin and Kerry. And they ended up in the All Ireland semi-final. Play probably one of the biggest games of the year. That's the level we need to get at. And I agree with on your point. In the first half, I thought we competed very well, especially against Dublin and against Kerry as well. Where we were up for it, up for it from the off. And another thing, which which um, you would um, you know increase the confidence as a car fan as well. We didn't concede much goal chances across the both games. I think the only chance we could see this in real was David Clifford's chance and brilliant save in the bowling, by the way. But that was the only chance across two games that we gave to Dublin and Kerry. But then on the flip side, we didn't score a goal either. That's what we need to improve on, you know, and to keep up with these teams properly and to improve strength and conditioning. I don't think... Cork football has been up to that level for years though. We were up to that level in 2010, even up to 2014, when the likes of Graham Canteen, Dolo Leary were there, Daniel Goulding, Tullico Connor. But these players haven't been used to, you know, top-level games. We were recently playing in Division 3 in 2020. You know, that's not the level that we want to be at. I know we won every game, easy, easy dubs there. But look, like, if we want to really develop, we have to perform against proper Division 2 sides, first of all and then go up to Division 1. When you look at Cody see, I, I take for inspiration last year Derry for example they were a bit of a mess in the, a few years years ago in Division 4 they were languishing there. They were in the Division 4 fighting against Leitrim, but they gained confidence year on year under the Royal Gallagher and he implemented the system. You know Armagh the same. Like, Armagh weren't really um, blowing down trees as such in the last few seasons. Monaghan worked before they won the also title in 2013. I would take inspiration from that, but the difference is between those counties and us. We have the resources. It's clear we have the resources. You look at sports direct, the stadium, Parky Key. It's probably one of the best stadiums in Ireland, other than Crow Park. It probably is, to be honest with you. When you look at the infrastructure there, the amount of money pumped into Cartier over the last few years, and of course there was the five-year plan as well. Like I think this is a time now where we have to, you know, step up and be counted in the all Ireland series by honest opinion there but first of all we have to perform well against Division 2 sides no disrespect to Tipperary to Clare to Limerick they have developed massively over the last few seasons but if we're going to be serious about challenging Kerry, Dublin, Tyrone we have to beat these teams out the gate it's as simple as that the difference between Clare and Cork I felt and this is another bit of encouragement the the same day actually last year at Crow Park Clear looked like they reached the mountain and they can't get any further than an all Ireland quarter final. Cork, there was a bit of a sign progression. It was just strength and conditioning. Yeah, that's down at the end. You know that's a bit of a sign there. But if we're going to count good performances last season, we have to go into twenty twenty three performing excellent against Division Two sides, which is our level at the moment, and then see where it goes from there. You know, like Cork football, it's a big county. We're probably we're the fourth most successful on the football county in history. We have to start acting like that. And we have to start putting these performances together, starting off in division two next season.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned five-year plans and and sort of the a lot of work that's obviously been put into the Cork GA. I mean, you've had change in sponsorships, obviously the Sports Direct deal, Parky Queve, and the amount of reinvestment that went in there and You have had a lot of good underage success, not just in football, but in hurling as well. And particularly in football a couple of years ago, where you won a couple of under 20 All Ireland's, you won a minor All Ireland as well. So, like, there is a barometer of players coming through, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't quite clicked yet for Cork. Like, you can't deny there is great players in the county, but like, for whatever reason, it hasn't quite clicked. And a lot of those players haven't quite made the step up. Like, why do you think that's been?
1: It's a difficult one, really. Um, I suppose hurling is a big thing. Like you've seen this over the last few weeks, Brian Hayes being switched over to the hurlers. Like he's an excellent footballer, and he he, he uh, switched to hurlers there. I honestly think he's a better footballer. Damien Cahill the same. Mark Keane, who scored that um, memorable goal against Kerry, is the same. He went to hurling, but like you have a group there now this year. Like I I argued over the last few seasons, you have a group of players there that. We're just putting on the jersey, just waltzing around the pitch and, you know, they're happy to be there. Happy to be in the Munster final against Kerry. Look at the atmosphere and stuff like that. Rather than saying, we're going to compete for Cork football here. don't I look at the team, we have a group of players there that actually want to play for Cork. They want the best for Cork football. You look at the forward line, for example, going into the next year. Stephen Charlotte, Bright Hurley, Colin Mane. We haven't had a settled forward line for years. You look at them three forwards. They're absolutely settled. Stephen Sherlock came in late last year and he was still one of the top scorers in Championship and League. He was brilliant for the bars as well. You have to build a team around these players, Brian Hurley, Carl Maddy. Even you look at the midfield, E McGuire, Colin McHugh found his best position last year. I know he was in that under-20 team to beat Dublin and he was playing in the forwards, but he moved to midfield last year and he was probably absolutely outstanding. He was one of our best players. You need to play players in their best positions as well. Like, you have players coming back in. Conor Corbett, who was an excellent minor a few seasons ago, he's back in the fold now. You would have to imagine he'd be going into the half forward, like maybe midfield. And you see with Galway last year, the way they integrated Matthew Tierney, Derry integrating Shea Downey or Matthew Downey, I forget, one of the downies, in slowly but surely. And they eventually become a brilliant player. Conor Corbett can do the same. He's an absolutely incredible talent. There's no doubt about that. But he needs game time. He needs to, you know, get the experience of uh Crow Park and even the players coming back as well. Brian O'Driscoll, who who didn't do much to be honest, which especially in the seventeen and eighteen era, he was very good for carby in the club championship. He's come back in now and he's added so much to his game since being at the car panel. Rory Dean as well, his last game for Cork he got sent off against Kerry and he j- just left the panel afterwards. He's come back in as well. And that's a sign that they believe in John Cleary. They believe in the system. They believe in um, him as a manager. Even look at Thomas Clancy, another one. He's come back into the panel as well. So a, and what I see as well, competition for places. And we haven't had that in car football for years. You look at our fullback situation right now. You have three, I think, very good full-backs. Mark Shanley, who started last year. Thomas Clancy, who's come in, um, obviously, after a few years I was the panel and Daniel O'Mahony who I really rate is an excellent full-back that's three choices there and it's great to have that competition Sean could coming back from injury as well the guy who marked David Clifford of the game in Killarney he's coming back into the panel now Matty Taylor Roy McGuire you John Cooper who in my opinion would get in the starting 15 but he performed excellent last season Cian Coyley who kicked that point Luke Fahey he's a very good player coming up as well so what I notice as well there's competitions uh, for places all over the field as well there's a willingness for players to play for Cork and what we need to do in division to just get a settled team on the field play them for maybe three, four games in a row see what happens see where we go from there and hopefully you know, bring that consistency back to Cork football again we've had that in the early 2010s we need to get that back to actually compete
0: yeah, and I, and I suppose you were mentioning there, obviously, like Kevin Walsh coming into the into the backroom team. Like, from watching Cork last year, like first up or first hand, obviously, at Crow Park and having watched the games against Bo and Limerick, like, there did seem to be a big shift from... I mean, I didn't see too much of Keith Ricken's early games, but I'm not too sure really what the sort of style or the, the, the focus was there. But looking at Cork, obviously, in the past under the likes of Ronan McCarthy and, and a few other sort of Cork managers, there was always an emphasis on... Attacking football, and that was always the, the big, big focus. Whereas under John Cleary and Kevin Walsh, now potentially coming in, when you looked at how Kevin Walsh set up Galway, it was often a very, very defensive side, but it did get results and it did get them, you know, to an all-Ireland semi-final, National Football League final as well. Do you think that's how the, the approach that Cork are sort of looking towards? Like when you looked at Kevin or when you looked at uh, John Cleary last year, you've seen a bit of a defensive approach there like do you think that's how Cork are gonna look at it this year?
1: Well I wouldn't necessarily agree that uh we we were really attacking under the likes of Roland McCarthy. healy to be honest with you I, I don't know what system he was actually trying to play in 16 and 17. With Roland McCarthy we were too defensive. That was the problem. We've we tried to play sweeper systems and that doesn't suit our style. We tried to play a defensive style in twenty nineteen the league particularly and the and I think the players just said to to, to help with this really, we're gonna go attack full and for later. We did that against Kerry and against Dublin, and it got us some very good performances. But even against Kerry and Dublin, there was still that defensive lapse and concentration that needs to be cut out of our game. And you know, the tackling wasn't really on point, especially like know, we either were too defensive or we're too attacking. We don't we don't do in between with the likes of Ronald McCarthy. But with John Cleary last year, even without Kevin Walsh on the backroom team, I noticed against Dublin particularly the tackling was so ferocious against Kerry as well. Sean Powder's block, um, from I think it was Paulie Clifford uh, early on in the first half, done a piece Cork last se- last season. You know, it was incredible defense really, and um, and I suppose the main thing was to get that balance right. I hope like Kevin Walsh is a good defensive coach, and I think he will bring. You know extra defensive solidity, but I hope we are too defensive either. I hope we attack, we use the likes of Sherlock, we use the likes of Hurley, we use the likes of Romani, Addy and Maguire moving forward, Colm McCannon to try and get more scores as well. And I suppose a big thing with not getting big scores, I think the half forward line was a big thing with um old McSweeney there, John O'Rourke, they're good players, they're good, honest lads, but. When you look at the scores in black and white last year, we managed 22 points on one of our forward line in 14 games overall last year. That's not good enough at the high level. We need more scores coming from that line in particular. and We can't just rely on the full forward. The full forward line are unbelievable. There's no doubt about us. But we just can't rely on them getting score after score after score. And With Kevin Walsh, with Galway, I've seen a few Galway fans' opinions and I've heard that he was a, a boring tactician in a way. Say you know, they play a boring style of football, but as you mentioned there, they got to an honour in the semi-final, they got to a league final, and arguably, I know Power Joyce was the guy that ultimately got them to the honour in the final, and got them very close to Kerry, but Kevin Walsh was the guy to set the standards there in Galway, to get them back up where they needed to be after Alan Bonalla left um, that Galway team, so he deserves a bit of credit as well, and, I, I'm sure he wrote a book as well, and uh, he he seems to be a very good tactician. But what I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not a situation like Kane O'Neill where it ended in an absolute disaster in 2021. And I hope Kevin Walsh, you know, gives John Cleary, you know, the right order. John Cleary is the manager of the team; he has to pick the players. Kevin Walsh is going to implement strategy there. Hopefully, it works now next year. But I. To answer your question, I hope we're not too defensive, overly defensive. We have to get the balance right between attack and defence. And we haven't done it over the last few years. Obviously, we've been either too defensive or too attacking. We have to find the balance to compete at the top level, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and you were mentioning a few sort of new faces maybe to, to come in around the panel. And, and and obviously, maybe a few players coming back from injury. Connor Corbett's obviously a player that I think... A lot of people have been expecting to make the breakthrough for Cork maybe in the next few years. Is there any other players even from club level, from you know club championships up and down the country and even at underage level that you think could come in maybe alongside a, a Conor Corbett and, and really make an impact for the senior team this year?
1: Well, there's a few uh, confirmed over the last few weeks. Dark Ashman, who was on the minor team with Corbett, he's coming into the panel from Mill Street. Very good wing back himself. Um Thomas Clancy, the older guard, are coming back in. Thomas Clancy's coming back in from Klan. Uh Brian O'Driscoll's coming back in, and he used to be a centre back. Now he plays midfield or centre forward, so he adds a bit of vers- versatility to our game. Rory Deans coming back into the panel as well. Coughlin Maguire, who's Rory's brother from Castlehaven, is coming into the panel as well. And I think I posted on my Instagram page, J uh, underscore underscore stats, but this. His pass to Michael Hurley in the court quarter fight was absolutely a He was he, it was an incredible pass, and I think he scored five points overall from playing the big games, three points against the Bars. So he's a very good player. And probably the half forward we need around the team. Sean Means coming back from injury, Daniel O'Malley's coming back. He was in a course in Dublin last year. He's coming back into the panel. You have um obviously you still have Sherlock, you still have Brian Hurley, you still have Con Almarney in the panel. Pille O'Hanlon might be coming back in as well. He looks fit as a fiddle coming back into the panel. He was injured, obviously, last year. I think toward ACL last season. He's coming back into the panel. But the main concern, probably, Michael Hurley has confirmed, I think, that he's not coming back, which is a big blow, in my opinion. The White Brothers and Sean and Mark are not coming back either. Um, I think Brian Hayes has gone to the hurlers, which I think is a monumental loss to Cork football. I think he's an incredible athlete and a player that we could have built the team around but look it's done now he's gone to the hurlers we can't be crying over us we have to build the team around the likes of uh, Brian Hartnett it's another one actually he was injured in the last two seasons I think he's come back into the panel now very good player from Douglas he was in that under 20 team that uh, beat Kerry and Dublin so he's a very good player a lot of them under 20 players are coming to age now which which is brilliant to see you look at Colin O'Malley obviously Damien Gore coming off the bench Colm O'Callaghan, obviously. Blake Murphy, I'm hoping Blake Murphy comes into the... Like, you see seen his quality last year. His goal against Galway is absolutely superb in the league last season. He has quality, there's no doubt about that. But um, like, will he get that consistency? That's the big question about, about him. Sean Meehan, very good player, obviously. You know, Josh O'Keefe, I'm hoping he comes into the panel as well, the goalkeeper. Daniel Obadi, obviously. Mark Shamley, Paul Ring, hopefully he gets a bit of far going as well. Builds up a bit of strength, obviously. Like, I, I'm hearing he's you know improving with strength and conditioning over the last um last while. But, um, another thing, yeah, you know, I know Kevin Walsh has come in, but Rob Heffernan would be very interesting to see what happens with him. Um, he's a performance coach, I'm sure uh, Donico Callan's actually come in for Watford as well. So, I, I actually don't know what the role is there. I think Bernard Doug came in correct me for wrong as a performance coach with uh, the Dublin Footballers' Arm. Maybe he can make a difference. Bring that w- w- winning uh, mentality. He's won you know gold medals, silver medals, a bronze medal at the Olympic Games. So maybe he can bring a bit of winning mentality into this car panel. Kevin Walsh obviously has won car titles, to them with Galway as manager. So hopefully he brings a winning mentality. And of course, John Cleary, he was an All Ireland champion with Cork in eighty nine and ninety. So he has that winning mentality as well. So hopefully. That will be brought on to the players as well. We'll have to see. But um, hopefully we'll get a nice balance around the team and hopefully we we'll competition for places and hopefully the injuries don't mount. Like last year, you've seen Sean Mee and Danny Lobani stepping away or getting injured. Hopefully that's not the case this year and hopefully we have a full panel to pick from come January.
0: Yeah, I think Bernard Dunn was actually with the Galway footballers there just to, just to correct you. But who knows, he might make a, a way into the Dublin footballers at, uh, at some point after all. He is from Dublin. Uh, a few comments coming up coming in here. Much appreciated. Uh, John says, Rory Dean getting called up to the footballers is a joke. And then uh, Herlin1234 says, Cork don't have enough natural footballers. Club championship, uh, poor standards. So uh, two interesting comments there. What are your thoughts on them? Okay,
1: um, Rory Dean Initially, I would have said, yeah, like um, he didn't perform well in uh, Calardy against Kerry. But looking at the club championship, particularly for Carberry and for Bantry Blues in the championship this year, it was a sign of a player that wanted to play football and he wanted to get back in the car paddle as well. So I'd be all for having Rory Dean in the panel, maybe not as a starter, but as a bench player, maybe to bring on when players are getting tired and stuff, stuff like that. So i am all for Rory Dean. As for the club championship <coughs> being a poor standard, no, I, I think people are reading too much into the Nemo Rangers winning the club championship in Cork. Like, I think the bars just got a bit shell shocked, to be honest. But you. if you actually watched us, if you actually watched Castle Avon and the bars and Castle Aven against the uh, Nemo down at Clan you'd see the emotive uh, players that performed well that day were absolutely incredible. And, like, sure, Donegal has been a poor club championship in standard over the last few seasons. And they've still found ways in the quarterfinals. So, like, um, like um, you know, it, there's that sort of excuses as well. And, um, yeah, I think it's it's, uh, no, it's, it's it's a poor comment, to be honest with you. This club championship is very poor. You, you haven't clearly watched the bars, especially, in the last few seasons. So, um, yeah, those were yeah, comments to them too. And, Another comment, the Munster final wasn't particularly good quality either with Cured's rallies in there. So, what does that say about Kerry football? I, I know Kerry football is unbelievable, but that's the guy's logic, uh, really. Like, you know, so, yeah, I'll just uh, you know, make you a point.
0: Yeah, I think maybe recency bias probably creeps in <laughs> sometimes, but... Like, in terms of Cork, maybe not having enough natural footballers, you could maybe argue a little bit with that at this moment in time. I think there is a lot of very, very good players, though, to be fair, like underage players, it just probably hasn't clicked. But I do think when you look down through the years and, of club championships with Nemo Rangers and the success of them, Finbars last year, I think it's just one of the, one of those years where, where where these things can can happen. I mean, Dublin clubs have been caught multiple times in the Leinster club championship down the years. It, it sometimes just does happen. Looking at 2023 then And the National Football League As you were saying there In Division 2 Alongside ourselves as well uh, In Dublin But you've obviously got Derry in there Mead Kildare Limerick Loud um, It's going to be clear as well I mean it's going to be Very very competitive And It's going to be tough For yourselves in there
1: It is It's going to be Very very tough now But um, yeah In terms of the top division I think like Dublin and Derry Are wealthier well or The rest to be honest with you needs to be back in midfield. That's an interesting comment. I'll, I'll touch on that before I touch on uh, the lead there. Kylian O'Hanlon, I think, centre-forward would suit him. I've seen him against uh, in, against Kerry, particularly in 2020. I thought he was superb there. Maybe play book Book-Hanlon and E. McGuire midfield. Kylian O'Hanlon centre-forward. A Brian Hartlett at 12. Probably Conor Carver at 10. Maybe that could work. You need to have more big men around the field as well. Imagine having a big Kylian O'Hanlon centre-forward a powering force, you know, so, maybe he can play there, maybe that's a new position for him, but, um, going back to the league anyway, I think Dublin and or well here, the rest of the with which, at the top two, Kildare, Kildare, Cork, it's, it's a difficult one, because I think we have a stronger defence, way stronger defence than Kildare, Kildare, leaked some, terrible goals against Dublin and Mayo last year, they were, in, in some cases, laughable, the way they, they defend us, but, um, But their attack is very good. You can't question that. Jimmy Highland, Derek Irwin, uh, Daniel Flynn, that's in one attack, you know, that's absolutely incredible. And we probably have a bit more to go to get up to that level. In terms of the other teams, I'd be wary of Limerick. I think they're a very good side. Ray is a very good appointment. He's done well with not more in the Mayo Club Championship. And a lot of Limerick strength and conditioning is coming to play there. If Danny Neville somehow comes back to the panel, they could be a threat as well. Clare, Colin Collins is still there, so they're always going to be a threat. Um, it's going to be a tough game against Clare. I think Clare will stay up. Will they challenge promotion? I'm not so sure, because are just, they're the kind of team to just stay up. Mead is an interesting one, Aaron, because Colin O'Rourke is a good coach. I know he's a very good analyst on the Sunday game. He reads the game well. But when you look at the players in Mead, people talk about the players in Cork. I don't see much coming out of Mead, to be honest with you. I don't. I I look at the, down through the meat. Maybe Jordan Morris in the forwards, Harry Hogan in goal, and uh, Donald Keogan maybe at wing back. But other than that, I don't see much players coming out of Mead To be honest with you, so it could be a difficult one for Mead. Loud I see them at Parky Cave. Their team that sits back. They allow Sam Rye to do, do his thing, and they're going to do the same in Division 2 against the stronger opposition. They're going to sit back. They're going to have about 15 men behind the ball and try and get a draw out of the game. But the, the flip side of it is, like if Cork, for example, like when you look at the Ireland chapter last year, Cork were about two, three points ahead every time. What happens then? they don't have to come out, and once they come out, they get exposed then. So. Like that'll be a difficult one for now, but they will make it difficult, especially up in the uh, Drahida or wherever they play their games. Like, it yeah, that'll be a difficult pitch for anybody to go up there. So, yeah, it's going to be a very, very difficult division, much like last year. It's going to be a dogfighting division. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's regarded as one of the toughest divisions out of the four. It probably is the toughest. And it's the most crucial as well because the teams who go down would probably play a talented cup. Maybe it won't affect the likes of Loud and Limber too much. But for me, for Cork or Kildare, if they get sucked into that, it could be detrimental for their development, especially for those three county sides. So, um yeah, it's a crucial uh, division for not just Cork, but the whole division really are. Even Dublin, like, if you don't get out of Division 2 this year, you know, that's going to be a big step in. For Dublin over the next few seasons, they should get over the Division Two, but you never know. You never know. You look at Derry, you look at Kildare. If Cork somehow get a system there as well under Kevin Walsh with in the coaching staff, Dublin could find it tricky as well. So, um, yeah, it might not be easier than uh, Dublin or Derry fans think after all.
0: Yeah, I think I think the the start in these divisions are, are crucial. And Dublin playing Kildare in the first game and in Crow Park, like the the bar really needs to be set there because. Seen with Dublin last year a couple of defeats at the start of the league, just confidence was low, and other teams felt they could take us. And you know, I don't think Kildare would have beaten Dublin if Dublin hadn't been as poor in the opening couple of games, to be honest with you. I think they just sensed the, the scalp. Um, and it is interesting when you mention Mead as well. Like, I think there's they've been very reliant on sort of the crop of players that came through sort of around 2020, 2021, and they're probably waiting a lot of time for some of these minor footballers who won that out a couple of years ago to hopefully make the the step up in in, in the next couple of seasons. But ultimately then where do you sort of see Cork finishing? I guess you're sort of edging towards a, a mid table finish, not really in a relegation battle, but probably not in a promotion battle either.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, in this early stage, I'd probably say fourth for Cork. I'd be very hopeful about uh, this team, John Cleary, you know, implementing his tactics. I just think Kildare at the moment, their forward line is scary. And when you look at Derry and Dublin, they were on all over the semi finals for a reason last year. I think they're way of Cork at the moment. But what I will say about them, the Dublin factor, Dublin are coming down to Parky Keefe. If Cork somehow make that a bit of an atmosphere um it could be a bit of a tricky game for dublin there coming down there like i i know dublin don't particularly have the best away record of the league when it comes to that so it could be a difficult game there but look i think dublin derry kildare should be wednesday or cork and i think we'd be probably mid-table battling with probably limerick clare probably in, in in around that area so yeah to answer your question probably fourth in the league um like I can't see us finishing higher, lower possibly, but I'd be I'd be optimistic as a Cork fan if we get our if we get our team right, if we get a settled team, if John Cleary implements his tactics and Kevin Walsh, of course, maybe we can have a good season and a good um, platform to build on.
0: Yeah, and looking ahead to the championship, then obviously a, a long, long time away, and know that, but. Like just looking at the draw, obviously you play Clare in the, in the quarterfinals, and then the winner of that will play Limerick in the semi-final. So you're obviously avoiding Kerry until a potential final. And I think we all know they're going to get to the final. Obviously they're going to be Tipperary or Waterford in the in, in the semi. So, I mean, what's the realistic game? Do you think, or or what should be the realistic game for for Cork in twenty twenty three? I mean. Like I think it's fair to say Cork are not going to beat Kerry unless something absolutely crazy happens, like twenty twenty. So, what's the sort of realistic aim or expectation for the championship in uh, in twenty twenty three?
1: If you have to be realistic as a Cork football fan, the monster vital is is the aim. Undoubtedly, aim. Clare and Limerick, as I said in the chat previously, they're good sides and they've developed over the past few seasons. But this is the time now. With John Cleary in the team, with a new team coming in, and hopefully we will get a settled team by the Munster Championship, we have to beat Clare and Limerick. There's no doubt about it. Like they're excellent sides, obviously they are very good players, but traditionally they're not really football counties, are they? Like Cork is a is has eaten tradition with football. We should be beating Clare and Limerick. There's no doubt about that. And I agree with John Kerry. We're losing that game simply. Uh, Kerry are just. Unbelievable and uh looking forward Kerry will probably win the honor of the game. Uh looking at So I think while well, wrong Kerry, I think Derry and Armagh could challenge Kerry this year, could be an ulster team that um you know caused them a few problems. But other than that, I think this Kerry team is absolutely incredible and uh it'll Cork will find it very, very difficult to keep up with them. But if we can get the aim with Kerry, if we can get below ten points, if we can get to single digits. Maybe if we can five points, that'll be the big aim for the car footballers this season, but um and slowly progressing. But um we're not gonna win anything this year. We're not gonna challenge promotion. I don't think we're probably gonna get mid-table in division two. We're gonna get to a Munster final, maybe we'll scrape a quarter final going to Crow Park again. But um yeah, I think look if we get to five points losing by five points to Kerry. It'll have to be a success and we'll move on again next year with this uh young crop of uh players and John Carey in his first full season as well. So um yeah, hopefully we'll develop and um yeah, we'll give it a right go against Kerry, but we're still gonna lose, there's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, and looking at the, the overall big picture then of the of, of the All Ireland and the National Football League. I mean, who's the who are the front runners right now in your opinion? I mean, can anyone stop Kerry? Can Dublin potentially make a push with the band back together? Um, and obviously you've got emerging teams like Derry and Armagh, Galway, I'm sure, won't be far away. Mayo are always a team that, you know, a lot of people write off and then they sort of come out of nowhere to at least make a final. So what's your uh, thoughts and sort of predictions going into 2023?
1: Well, it's an interesting one with Kerry because I, I think they're an incredible side. And um, it's still really to Paddy Talley the way they've um, implemented a defensive system. It's Incredible, and uh, you look at Shane Ryan, like it's a settled team now. Kerry, no, they're starting 15, and that's the level that, for example, need to get at to compete at the top level. In regards to Dublin, it hurt me, it'll hurt you to say for me to say this. Aaron, I don't think Dublin are challenging Kerry this year. I really, I know Jack McCaffrey and Paul Manning are back, but my trouble with Dublin is their defensive line. Cluxton was a huge miss in goal. Evan Comerford's a decent goalkeeper, but he's not Stephen Cluxton. No, no doubt. You're missing those nitty-gritty players, Philly McMahon, Michael Darba mccawley you're missing those sorts of players in the team and I think that'd be a big blow to Dublin. I think a team that could be carried this year would be either Derry or Armagh. I like the look of them. They were entertaining sides last season. You look at Derry, they remind me of Donegal in 2012. They went into the honour of 75 very cold in 2011 they produced a pretty, pretty poor performance against Dublin, like Weston Derry against Galway last season. But then the next season with Donegal, they win the All Ireland. If Derry were to follow that trajectory, I'm not saying Derry are clear All Ireland contenders or anything, but I just think they could be a ch- team that could challenge Kerry this season. They have a very good system under Rory Gallagher. You look at Chrissy is still knocking around there, Brendan Rodgers, Shane Wigan, Connor Glass is incredible in midfield, Emmett Bradley there as well. Um, Niall Lachlan at, at a half forward very good player Galway will be there thereabouts yet again um, but I feel with Galway they, they missed their chance last year against Kerry I know Kerry are an outstanding team but they got so close last season and they still fell at the last hurdle Mayo I think Kevin McStay is an excellent manager I think it's a very good appointment and I've seen the documentaries with uh, Common there as well and he seemed to be a very very good motivator I just feel with this Mayo team, with Oshin Mullen gone, there's rumours about Lee Keegan going as well. I feel it'll be a year or two before Kevin McStay implements his tactics, same as John Cleary with Cork, before they get challenging again. I think they're obviously higher than Cork at the moment, but I think they'll be up there. In terms of relegation for Division One. actually, I think there's a clear gap. I think that there's top form Kerry, Arba, Godwin, Mayo, and then there's a bottom four with Tyrone, Duny Monaghan, and Common two of those will go down, i it. say. Monaghan, I think they'll struggle. Vinnie Corey's not really a coach there. Common traditionally don't do well in Division 1, so we'll have to see how they perform. Duny-Gall's an inter- Michael Murphy's now gone. How will Donegal react to that? Like It's a big, big blow for them. And uh, Tyrone, what can you say about Tyrone over the last few months or so? They've, every player seems to be dropping like flies there. And I don't know how far Logan and Brian Dewar and um, galvanize that team again you know it's gonna be incredibly incredibly hard so um yeah in terms of the All-Ireland, in terms of the league I think you would be looking towards Kerry Arba Derry Mayo might make a push Galway might make a push well, I think Mayo will take a few years Galway I think their chance gone last year so um yeah I think Kerry still would be a very very hard team to stop
0: yeah, hurling one, two, three, four. So it's very good chat. You should do a, a core curling preview. We actually are going to be discussing the, the core curlers in a, in a brief moment as well. And I'll obviously upload that as well at some stage as a separate video in case people happen to, to miss it in this live stream. But uh, in terms of a surprise package or any team you think maybe could cause a surprise or two sort of lower down divisions, the is there any side there you'd look at that you think might take a scalp or two?
1: I suppose the obvious one for the bottom two divisions is Westmead. Like, I know Jack is left there, but Desi Dolan's come in. He's a legend of a the player there. And, uh, yeah, they have excellent players coming through Westmead as well. Like, Rodno O'Toole at center forward excellent. John Heslin, James Dolan, um, who was on my podcast previously. Roland Wallace is an excellent centre-back as well in that team. So, the obvious ones would be Westmead. Cavan, if they make a push. Like, Thomas Galligan's a huge loss in midfield. He's an excellent player. But, what I will say, Dar Vitti's back. And I, I, I honestly believe he's one of the best players up in Ulster. He's an absolute incredible player, quality-wise. In terms of Division 4, I think Sligo are team definitely to watch. You know, Pats Balland's still there. Sean Carabine's a very good player. And Noel Murphy's still knocking around. They're an excellent uh, team, Sligo. So they they will... I think quarterback fans come in to the background team there, Dunningall legend. So... He's a very, very good addition to that um, Sligo team. Leitrim could be ones as well. Andy Moore trying to get his, um, his um, tactics across there. down will be interesting as well, Aaron, because Conor Laverty's come in there. The Crew lads will come streaming in, no doubt about it. Like, the question with down is, is the is the willingness there to play for down With Conor Laverty there, I think there will be no next year. The question is, Next, we do have the quality? And when you look at the Kilku players, especially in the all series, they do have the quality without a doubt. So I think Down could be a team to watch as well. But um, we'll have to see over the next few weeks. But um, yeah, you know, I think Westmead probably down Sligo as well, especially with Sligo actually, because they're on the easy side of the Connacht draw and they're most likely going to be in the Connacht final as well. I think they will win Division 4 as well. They're probably the best team in that division. So I think Sligo have the potential to, be able to have a very good year. I think so, yeah, they'd be my picks anyway. So, um, yeah, should be a very with those counties,
0: yeah. We'll move on then and discuss the Cork Hurlers ahead of the 2023 inter county season. Obviously, last year, Cork getting to the league final, obviously losing to, to Waterford quite comprehensively in the end, and then obviously getting beat in the All Ireland quarter finals. So, I mean, looking back at last year, obviously for Cork, I mean. Some good moments, some bad moments. He obviously started the months around Robin very, very slow and couldn't really get going, but then incredibly sort of turned it around. And it actually looked like Kieran Kingston had got a bit of a tune out of these lads. So, how would you look back on on last year for the Cork Curlers?
1: Very mixed bag. Um, I suppose the league, like, I I wouldn't really count Division One group games as being challenges because. Most people, most big teams at Hurling like, know they're not going to get relegated. So they're just going to play B teams. And uh, Cork were really the same. But Cork just probably got lucky. Against Waterford. they got destroyed in that league final. And it was it was very, very bad to watch. And then the Limburg game especially, very poor. I know Shane Kingston scored that early goal. And then things started to go downhill from there. We didn't defend properly. We gave Limerick I think, over near 30 or 40 chances in the game especially in Park and Kiev, you can't allow that against that Limerick team. And especially against Clare, the, the performance in particular was very poor, you know, and um, subbed up by the red card at the end. But somehow, against Waterford, we somehow found sub-rhythm. Some I, I don't know where it came from. And uh, Like that Waterford team winning the league, a lot of people thinking they're going to win this game at a canter. But Cork somehow came out fought, fighting in that game. It was, it was incredible. And Tipperary, no, but I think it was down to the fact that Aaron, that last game, Tipperary are, were very, very poor last year. And Cork just was to victory in that game. Then against Antrim, against Antrim even, we struggled badly. You know, Antrim could have won that game on any other day if things just went their way at some point in the game. Antrim could have beat Cork. And then in the quarterfinal against Galway, it, it was a case of, even the Galway fans are admitting this, Galway didn't win it, Cork lost it. The amount of chances we missed in that game were kind of inexcusable. Conorley really had, I don't know how many miss freeze he had in that game. And, yeah, there's a pretty poor entity here, but Kieran Kingston's gone now. We have um, Pat Ryan coming in. And I think, I've said this to many car fans um, over the past few weeks or so, I think he's coming in under the radar. When you look at D.P. Fitz coming in, at Rodford, Liam Carlin, at Tipperary. I think, and Brian Lloyd, obviously, and uh, John Coyne being excellent last season, I think a lot of people are looking at Cork and Pat Ryan, even though he's won two hundred twenty joint He's C B is very, very good. Like he, he did very well at SARS as well. And he should have been in the car job, I think, earlier, in my opinion. He's an excellent, excellent coach. So we'll see how it goes this season. And um, yeah, there's been some good performances in the car championship. I wouldn't say it's the best quality of Hurley Championship to be honest with you, but um Yeah, look, um, it's another year of Cork-Arling fans, and yeah, we're edging towards 20 years without North Ireland, and uh, yeah, that's not good enough for Cork whatsoever, and we have to perform better than this, and uh, yeah, this hopefully will be the start of a new era, but um, as I've said before this, in years and years gone by, Limerick look, an absolute animal of the team, they're absolutely incredible, and it's hard to see anybody stopping them this season, they're an incredible team, but... um, Hopefully, Cork will get to a lot of the semi final at least this season and get, and get to know what it feels to, you know, be at the end of a heartbreaking defeat in the semi final and maybe it'll drive on the players even more. But we'll see how it goes this season. But I don't think it's in this team, not this season anyway. When you look at Limerick,
0: yeah, and obviously, Kieran Kingston stepping down as, as Cork manager, he'd obviously been there. I think four three years, four years at the helm. Um, and and obviously in, in his time, he obviously got Cork to that all Ireland final in 2021, which they're comprehensively beat by Limerick. But like, how would you look back at Kieran Kingston's time overall as manager of the Cork hurlers And ultimately, like, where did it go wrong, do you think, when you when you look back? She's like,
1: I think a lot of things actually went wrong. Um, the team selection was a big thing. Um a lot of people, I know Cork fans are saying this over and over again, that Patrick Cork should start. But in my honest opinion, he's he's past his best now. He has to be on the bench. And I think there was that sort of um, willingness for Patrick Cork to start. I don't think he's that good anymore, to be honest with you. We should have started young talents. You know, Alan Connolly, Colin O'Brien, Seamus Harden even, I think, is still... A, He's a better player right now than uh, Patrick Organ. We've been putting Shane Kingston on the bench when I don't know what was the issue there, to be honest with you. He's probably our best forward. We still stick him on the bench and um, for some strange reason. And, um, yeah, I think the 2021 run, in particular, the Ireland final, i said this before as well. We had an easy run to the final when you look at it. Um, we played against a Clare team that were trying to find their feet. And Clare could have beat us that day we were playing a Dublin team that were affected by COVID and then we played a Kilkenny team who I thought were very, very poor that season and we still could have beaten them after uh, 70 minutes of action. So, and then, it just showed in the honour of the final Limerick absolutely wiped us, you know. So, um, yeah, I think, the 2021 run, a lot of people were getting their hopes up. And then in the league form as well, we beat Limerick. I remember I remember that specific day in the Gaelic Grounds when we beat Limerick. And a lot of people were saying, Cork for the All-Ireland. We ha- we're turning a corner though. The fab is over. And I was just saying, relax, lads. It's the league. You know, Limerick are putting out a strong team. They were putting Barry Hennessy in goal instead of Nicky Gwynne, for example. So, like we need to be performing in Munster Championships. The league is just for trying out new players and we have to do that again this year. Try out the like, Stephen Cotton, Conor Bryan, all these players and Brian Hayes know that he's gone to the orders. If he's gone to the orders we may as well use him now. So, um, yeah, that's that's the way we have to go about this year. Not to put too much emphasis on the league though and put out a team that's kind of experimental and then go hell for later to the Munster Championship after that. You know, and we have to get over the group after that as well. And get one Ireland to be fine. That's the minimum aim for Carr. To be honest with you, but um, you have to win all Ireland's. I don't think we're going to win it this year. To be honest with you, um, Pat Ryan will be stamping his heart as on the team, and we'll have to see how it goes this season. But um, yeah, I think this year is a bit too soon for that.
0: Yeah, why do you think the appointment of Pat Ryan has gone under the radar? Because Obviously, you mentioned there like Davy Fitz going into Waterford, Liam Cattle obviously going to Tipperary. You know, he'd Mihal going to Dublin. Like a lot of big-profile managers, do you think that's sort of the main reason why Pat Ryan has gone under the radar? And and what is the buzz and expectation like? Because as you said, he's won under twenty All-Irelands. He's done very well at club level. Very good reputation in Cork. So, like I'd imagine, amongst Cork circles, anyway, there's, there is a lot of hype, even if it's not like that on the outside.
1: Yeah, I suppose like, it's been very quiet uh, over the last few weeks. Like, I've heard, heard fans in the, road, the area, you know, road Cork City. And, um, yeah, there hasn't been much talk about it, to be honest with you. Like, um, I remember when Keith Ricken was coming into the footballers and there was a lot of hope and expectation and all that. There's been none with that with Pat Ryan. And he won 220 titles. But I suppose the reason for that is, as you mentioned, Micheal who going into Dublin... Obviously Derek Eric going into Gilkenny. There was a lot of talk about Brian Cody retiring as well. Davy Fitz with Dunico Callan for Bardis Fitz family going in Waterford. Liam uh, Cahill going in at Tipperary, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and you look at um Claire Limerick performing well over the over the last year as well. So there hasn't been much um hype really. And when you look at the car, the the quality really of the car championship and the fact the bars Lost the Bally in the club championship as well. I don't think there's been much talk to be honest, with you. But, but again, that could be a good thing, you know. Um like there was a lot of after the hour of the final, people were saying oh well, Cork will recover, we'll be back next year, we're gonna chase the label carton for the first time since 2005. Excuse me, again. <coughs> there's been none of that talk um this season. And I suppose that's um that's been a good thing. I think like yes. Watford have um David Fitz let Tipperary have Liam Cattle, let them get their hopes up and we'll, you know, sit quietly in the long grasses, don't know would say. So um yeah, I suppose it has got out the radar because of the new appointments elsewhere. And um yeah, I suppose because of our performances last year they were so poor. That was that's probably the reason it's got under the radar. But again, with Pat Ryan's record, i am kind of surprise us the whole thing, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, and, and as you said there, like there, there definitely should be a lot of buzz and, and excitement sort of amongst Cork circles. Like it kind of does remind me a little bit. I'm not saying the same thing's going to happen, but when John Coyley went to Limerick, like he did great records sort of at underage level with, with, with Limerick, he'd, he'd been heavily involved with Limerick sort of behind the scenes, but he probably didn't have a big reputation as an ex player or he wasn't really well known too much sort of outside the county. and. Obviously, John Coyley's first year with Limerick, they were beaten in the in the championship. They didn't have a championship win, but we all know sort of what what happened next. So I think that could almost be a good thing in some ways that he is going under the radar, Pat Ryan, because like a lot of people mightn't be as prepared for a Cork, you know, as as maybe you're going up against you know Tipperary and Liam Cahill. You know, sort of what he's going to bring to the table. Davey Fitz, very well, renowned for setting up his teams in a particular type of way, and and you'll probably see Waterford set up maybe quite similarly to the likes of Wexford, Clare and even Waterford in the past as well. So, I mean, with that <laughs> going in, obviously coming in there, I mean, it's going under the radar and I think it could be a big uh, benefit to Cork.
1: I think it will be, yeah. Um, like, yeah, there's been a lot of hope, even with uh, Jimmy Barry Murphy coming in, Kieran Kingston coming in initially, John Moiler. There was a lot of hope or, and expectation around Cork over the last few seasons. But I think with this going in under the radar and not being talked about often, especially around Cork. I think that's a positive thing, because the pressure is off the players. The Shackles are off. They could just go into this year and um, not feel the pressure off the media in a way. Like, the media pressure will go on David Fitz and Watford, will go on Tipperary. In some ways, Mihal be and not uh, Dublin, this I forget, we all done who's an honour champion. You know, so there will be pressure for Dublin to deliver. Even Kilkenny, because of the way they performed last year, getting to the honour of the final, and Derek Lean to. Replaced Brian Cody. I think there's more pressure actually on Derek Ling than there is on Pat Ryan. That that might be a bold statement now, but I think there is, considering what Brian Cody did previous to Ling, you know, so it's it's going to be a very interesting year how we perform, but um, I suppose the league won't have the biggest barometer. It's just about trying out new players. The biggest barometer of where this Cork team is developing is the Munster Championship, the group phase of that. If we perform well in that, We'll do well this season. If we don't, simple we're out of the championship. And uh, you get one chance of it. You get four games, you have to win about two of them. We have to target two wins there at least. Maybe a third, maybe a draw and two wins or something like that. Maybe don't target the limburg game as often because Limburg are just streets ahead of the rest. And maybe go for the clare watch for the Tipperary game's head for later in those games. Now let's not forget with Tipperary. I know Liam Call is a good appointment. But this is the same Tipperary team that fell flat in their face last year against Cork. They were—I thought that, that was looking at them. That was one of the worst Tipperary teams I've ever seen. It was—it was just lifeless at times. Waterford as well. There was there's this record of Waterford don't do well in the Munster Championship in the group base, particularly. It doesn't suit their style. Maybe Davy Fitz will change it. Who knows? Clare—I think Clare will have a lot of pressure on them this year as well. After reaching out in the semi-final, after performing so so well against Limerick. They'd be a pressure on those players to perform well again this season, and you know, there's not that pressure with Cork this, this year, this time around. So, I think it's going to be brilliant for Pat Ryan just to try out a few new players from the league and uh, yeah, give it a right good go in the Monster Championship and uh, yeah, let the ball let Waterford bury off with their uh, shiny new appointments,
0: yeah. Like, and even thinking of that, Monster Round Robin, like as you said, I mean, it's going to be. It's gonna be so tough in there, so competitive as it always is, like with the Munster round Robin. Like you always nearly feel sorry for the two teams who miss out because of the fact that of how rootless it really, really is like one or two defeats you're gone. You know, like the standard in Munster is clearly a lot higher than than Leinster. I think I think it's been like that for a couple of years. I know Kilkenny have sort of done well in Leinster, but I think aside from them, you know, I know Galway are improving, but Looking at that monster round, Robin, like it is going to be so tough with Limerick, with Waterford, Tipperary. There is a lot of change amongst a lot of sides, and obviously Clare, a very, very good side, very good year last year. So, I mean, how do you, where, where do you think Cork could could end up amongst that uh, monster round, Robin?
1: It's very tough, very tough to call it this early stage. I think, look, if you were to park um, the management departments for now, I think Tipperary would be bottom. To be honest, when when you look at the group of players there at the moment and the way they performed last year, you'd have to put them last. Second, you'd probably have to put Cork, to be honest, in fourth. But at this early stage, it's still impossible to call. Maybe Pat Roy will change our opinions as the year goes on. We'll have to see about that. I think Clare probably third and Watford second. Let's not forget with Watford. They won the league for a reason last year. They're an incredible side. They've Austin Gleason, Stephen Bennett. Um, a lot of them players, uh, Robby Fit, Jamie Barrett as well, very good player. And a lot of the body gunner lads coming back into the fold as well for next season. We'll see how they perform on tomorrow's game on uh, TG Carrow now. But um, a lot of them players there in that Watford team. They're an excellent side and Limburg top, obviously. They're an incredible, incredible side and they'll probably win the all-earned the game. But if you're talking to me now, probably fourth, it'll probably change as the year goes on because as we know, with the Munster Road, Robin, anything could happen. It's an incredible, incredible championship. And, um, yeah, as you said, you nearly feel sorry for the two teams going out of it. Even the last few seasons, I think Clare went out in 2018, and people really felt sorry for Clare that season. They didn't perform particularly badly, per se, but it was just the team there, I think Cork, Limerick and Tipperary, were just better on than, than the year. Like, Tipperary won the All-Irland Limerick, are an incredible side, and uh, Cork got their mojo going so and Pat Horgan was incredible that year as well, which helped. So like it's it's a ruthless business, the Munster Championship, and uh, it should be very interesting. No different again this this time round.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Like and I mean, looking at it then for, for Cork in the in the overall aspect of the of the championship, like what what is the aim, the the expectation then? Is it just to get out of Munster round Robin, see where you go from there? Or or, or could maybe Cork Go on a run, do something special, maybe like twenty twenty one. I mean, as you said, I think everyone at this point would agree that Limerick are the front runners, and unless you're Buff Egan, like you're not going to be betting against them. So, I mean, what, what what do you think there with Cork? How's the how's the year going to go?
1: Yeah, you have to bet your Egan there, hard. Yeah, yeah, no, you say, no, you say, comment there, But uh, Yeah, um, usually the expectation with Cork is to win the All Ireland. There's there's nothing. You know, lower than that, it's Cork, It's a tradition with Cork hurling. But for me, if Cork get to the honour of the semi-final, it's a success this season. Because of the way we performed perform last season, the poor performances and the fact we we're probably so lucky with the draw in 2021, if we can get a big scalp, if we can beat someone like a Kilkenny or, a, well, we're not going to beat Nibirik, let's be honest with you, but if we're going to beat, if we beat a Water team on form, if we beat a Kilkenny, if we beat a Galway, not be a success this season and it's something we can maybe build on if we get out of the monster group to be honest but that's a success in my book because it's such a tough championship to get out of but it's it's a tough one I, I would say semi-finals maybe is probably the aim for Cork this season um but to get out of the monster group is going to be uh is going to be brilliant as well considering the Tough nature there is, but to win it on Ireland, I know it's the expectation of Cork, but I don't think I think we're way off Limerick at the moment, and we're probably way off the likes of Kilkenny, Galway, Watford if they're on form. So um, yeah, it's um, it's going to be difficult to do that. But if we reach an Ireland semi final, that'll be a success in my book.
0: Yeah, like and you were saying there as well. Like I mean, it has been. Well, nearly twenty years since since Cork won an All Ireland and hurling. I mean, it's been such a, a long drought—the the longest drought the county has ever been on in terms of not winning a, an All Ireland, a hurling level at senior level. So, I mean, like, do you think that weight of expectation or or anything like that sometimes looms over Cork at times, like in those sort of big games or big moments, and maybe that's sometimes a reason for the for for I suppose dropping short at times in those big games.
1: You have to say it is because, um, like, like the real expectation, of Cork. If you get to an Ireland semi-final, it's a failure. Uh, to me, in my book, now it would be a success this season. But to to um, the hurling the hurling strongholds in East Cork and Cork City, the aim for Cork is to win the All Ireland each and every year. You know, the, nothing less is acceptable. You know, but you have to you have to put it consideration as well. We look. Like, I know this might seem so quite like an excuse here, but we've interacted with a brilliant Kilkenny side under Brian Coley that won I don't know eight All in ten years, and we also came up against a Limerick side. They're just unbeatable at the moment. They're absolutely incredible, and you can't see a way that Cork can beat this Limerick side. You look at the strength of them, the physicality, the management um, master in John Cody. How will we beat this limber team, you know? So, the general expectations to win the All-Ireland, maybe it has dawned on the players, especially in the game against Galway last year, that's why you missed so many chances, maybe. But, yeah, I, I don't think the expectation as such this season, but it, it, it is a difficult one, like, a um, difficult one to comprehend. Like, we are one of the best, we're probably, in history terms, we're the second most successful Hurling team in history, behind Kilkenny, so... Look, it's it's really a difficult one, but for this season alone, I don't think there should be any pressure on the players. Look at the, the Jared appointment that's going around, and the fact we performed so poor last season. But uh, we'll have to see you now this year if it does the players. But maybe that's an excuse that Kenny and Limerick are just incredible. Maybe maybe it's just the uh, car fans crying. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, um, maybe it has done the players. It's, it's hard to know, really. It's hard to know which um, the performances we put over the last few seasons.
0: Yeah, and obviously, as we were saying, I mean, in terms of general predictions, I mean, has anyone beaten Limerick this year? Can anyone come close? I mean, they've won three in a row, four in a row is coming soon. I think the general discussion amongst a lot of GAA supporters as well is that, you know, they could even come for Dublin's sort of record of six in a row and you know, obviously it's in Gaelic football, not hurling. But in terms of the overall aspect of GEA, they could be could be onto something hugely special. So, I mean, can anyone stop them? I don't know. What do you think?
1: No, short answer, aren't no at all. This Limerick team is incredible. It'll be there for a few number of years. And you look at the age profile of some of these players. They have hmm. a had in under twenty-one. I think in twenty sixteen. You know, um, and and right now, doing the bats, he's 28 years of age. That's two years off 30, you know. And by then, Limerick will win uh, the five in a row, and they could be up for six in a row then. It's like it's going to be another championship that's going to be boring in terms of that um, next season. I think this Limerick team is incredible. Kilkenny, I think, will fall even further with Brian Cody gone. Derek Ling, we don't know what he'll bring to the table. Galway. I think Galway could be a team to watch in terms of getting to the All-Ireland final, if they're lucky. Henry Shefflin's a good coach, and I think he's implemented his team. I think he's a good coach there. Watford, if they get if they get over that hurdle of um, the Monster Road Robin, maybe they could cause a few problems. But in terms of the bigger picture, the All-Irelands, no one's stopping them, unfortunately. I think this Limerick team is absolutely incredible and incredible. Um, yeah, we could be in for a few more number boring years, but for you, Aaron, that record with Dublin six a all could be under scrutiny because this Limerick team ain't stopping.
0: Yeah, and I've I've always kind of liked Limerick. To be fair, like I, you know, how shared with people on a J one from Limerick. I've always had time for the good old Limerick folk, but I don't know. I might have to start supporting other teams this year. You know, I might might have to do a buff on it and uh, and maybe start supporting Claire and and everything else. Um I suppose. Lastly, before we finish up, there was a comment from John who said, "Do you think Sean Meehan will be a big influence for the upcoming season?" He was a huge loss for twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. You saw how uh, things changed when he was taken off versus Galway.
1: Exactly, exactly, John. And I actually forgot about that. Thanks for the comment there. Yeah, um, we we performed excellent against Galway. People might seem to forget that the All Ireland uh, finalists in Parky Keefe, Blake Murphy scores a brilliant goal. We were. You know, brilliant defensive. Would you see him as a number three or a number six? Probably a number six, because Daniel O'Mahony would probably be number three, in, in my honest opinion. You know, like, you look at Boris there, Thomas Tantz, he could be back. So I'd actually play him as a number six. But I could see him as a number three as well. He's that versatile, Sean. He's an excellent player. And he got an all-star nominee, and he marked David Clifford out of the game for a reason. But John makes a very good point there. Once he went off against Galway, Damien Comer and Shane Walsh just did their thing and absolutely blitzed Cork from then on. We we lost by eight points in the end, but before Shane Walsh's brilliant goal, I'm sure Cork were, if memory serves, serves me correctly, Cork were two points down at that point. So Sean Ian's going to be an excellent introduction for Cork and Daniel O'Bahony and Ken O'Hanlon. That's my point with Cork. Like we have a lot of um, players that were injured last year coming back into the fold this year. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to showing me and coming back into the panel. And uh, yeah, should be very interesting.
0: Perfect stuff. Well, look, appreciate you jumping on as always, Matthew. Make sure to check out the GA Statsman podcast over on Instagram and on Spotify, YouTube, all uh, social platforms when people get a chance. And if they could leave a like and subscribe, would be very much appreciated. So uh, cheers, Matthew, for coming on. And uh, who knows, I might see you in Parky Quive maybe in, uh, in, in February at some stage for that game.
1: Jeez, uh, I hope I hope you were right there, Aaron, but um no I'm doing Erasmus in Scotland. So uh, I will not be yeah, um, me and Parky Keith, I'll probably be watching the game on GA Go. So um, maybe we could do a live stream then. Who knows? I can watch the game, that would be that be brilliant. Sure. I, I think it's not even TG Carr if, if if memory serves me correctly. But um, yeah, pleasure, man. Pleasure to be on the channel again and hopefully Cork will perform better than last season in both coach in Hurling Football. It is possible, so uh, we'll have to wait and see.